So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that seems like it'll be a bit dull and then gets fun in the last few minutes. I'm looking forward to the last few minutes. Yeah, because this first bit is not, not going to be great. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1... Oh, sorry, pit stop. The F1 podcast... Sorry, that... sorry, pit stop. The F1 podcast... No, it's not working. Let's try a pit stop. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the Red Bull Engine programme of F1 podcasts. It's going well. It's going very well. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad Honda left again. <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. We look very different, but are still mostly dull. I've just been doing my taxes. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. We will scream and scream and scream until we are sick. It's not working. It's not fa- I'm not going to do this no. anymore. I'm world champion. Leave me alone. I am never not winning a race ever again. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Like Bottas, we will impress and then immediately disappoint. Ooh. Oh. The Valtteri Bottas story. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast F1 deserves. I'm G. Grez, and today from my house, we are all together for the first time since COVID fucked everything up. And we have just endured the Bahrain Grand Prix, which kicked off the season by being mostly a bit dull, and then it was exciting, and then hilarious at the end. We'll talk about that, the karma of Red Bull, the resurgence of K-Mag and Haas, and all the other waffle from the desert. That is all to come. Joining me is a man who has to announce the end of an era. It is Phil Tromans. This is actually fairly big news, and I haven't talked to you about this before the recording. Uh-oh. But there is going to be a major substantial change to the podcast from now on, because my daughter is no longer using the bibs. Oh, because we're not going to have bib time. There will be no more bib time. I'm Whoa, so sorry. I don't know how I feel about this. It's gone. I mean, the rule changes have been pretty big this year, <laughs> but at no point did Ross Braun say anything about there being no more bibs. No, she's now tidy enough that we can get away with a small pink bib that doesn't need washing every night, so I've deactivated the alarm on my phone. The podcast recording will no longer be interrupted. Um, I think we should just take, just take a moment. How often do they need washing? Well, they don't now. How often does it need washing? Every time you use it, because she's very messy. So it does need to be washed What well, if she's very day? messy, yeah, use not, more bibs. If she's very we're messy, not, more no. bibs. No, she was very messy, but she's not now. She's grown up. But you still, but there's still a bib. 
There is a bib, but it's a plastic bib. bib. It's not the fabric coverall bib that, like the smock that she used to wear. It's just a little plastic bib. You could still wash it like once every week or two weeks. Yeah, but not in the washing machine. You just run it under the tap. Just for my sake, Phil, can you not just have an alarm saying (laughs) things change, Terry? I don't want to know about things changing. I don't like change. Things move along. Nigel Mansell should be Formula One. We're not having W16 (laughs) engines anymore. And alongside him is a man who's in the UK. Look, we're in the same room. Yeah. I'm in Britain. Yeah. I can talk about the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have to go back to Germany. So I do have to go back to Germany to see my cat. But apart from that, nothing. <laughs> no reason. Nothing there really. No. How's it? How's it been back? What in the UK? Yeah. You know, it's been fine. It's yeah. been nice to be able to understand conversations in the street when people are talking about me. It's been nice to have banter in shops. And pu- I've just been in a pub going, all right, hey. Do they not do banter in They just do Berlin. it all in German. Oh, really? Can but you not do German bants? What I realise is my German isn't strong enough to have, I don't have conversational German. Right. So I can't converse with anybody. So what can you do in German? Ask for... Just shout. I can ask for a kebab. I can ask for a coffee. <laughs> I can point... <laughs> Um, Point in German. And, and ask if they speak English or get a German friend to speak German for me. Very sad, actually. <laughs> that's all right. It's early days. It's only been 18 months. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Or as, 18 months, as 18 a, words. As a German would say, act sein Monat. I think. Monaten. There's an N at the end if it's oh, plural. Fuck off, Phil. You don't even live there. I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> you just, just got to pick it up, don't you? <laughs> Uh, Chica, much going on with you in your house that we're in? Oh, you know, I think you've... It's nice. Thank you very much. Thank you. Isn't isn't a former factory, though? No, I know, I know. I've moved on from Peanut Factory and then Dog Biscuit Factory to House. house. <laughs> it's weird. It's a real new level of maturity, I It think is. You've really I reckon there's been a murder here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a murder factory. Dennis Nielsen. <laughs> So of all the of all the murderers to go for, you went with Dennis Nielsen. All right, sorry, Fred West. It's better, but I know he lives in Gloucester. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still alive? No. no. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> anyway, cheery podcast. It's good to be back, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah. nice to have you guys. Anything happened in your non-murder house? Mm, so, as you can see in my lounge, we have shelves put up here. Yeah, in and the um, alcove next to the fire, fireplace. Thank you, thank you. Just a bit of visualisation there. Yeah, for this the is a great, it's a great story for an audio podcast. So, one of the shelves my dad put up, and he was um, he was like, yeah, it looks a, a little bit wonky, um, but I've put the spirit level on it, and, it's, and it's, um, it's fine, so it must be your ceiling wonky. And I was like, oh, right, it does look really wonky, but no, no, it, you're right, okay, if the spirit level says it's, um, it's straight, then it, you're right, it must be the ceiling wonky. Anyway, um, we got another spirit level once he'd gone, and actually, it turns out that his spirit level's broken, and that, yeah. that shelf is proper wonky, isn't it's it? It's properly on the wonk. I don't know how you get a broken spirit level. Me neither. Yeah. it's just a bubble in a bit of water, like, that's not something that breaks. Yeah. yeah. The just thing has is, a different gravitational field but around it. The thing it, is, is he's put up a coat rail before for us. <laughs> and So, in a very unusual case of efficiency, we are recording this podcast just an hour or so after the race ended. But don't get used to it. But we do have some almost live listeners' corner reaction to the fun in Bahrain. And most of it is very sympathetic to Red Bull, who lost a bucket of points and a probable podium when both Verstappen and Perez broke down. Chris Peel says, how is Christian Horner going to blame Mercedes for that? And Stuart Forsyth says, I'd love to be a fly on the wall at Red Bull right now. 
Ross Chaplin says, The sound you can hear is Christian furiously throwing Honda under the bus. And Dan French said, Couldn't have happened to a nicer team principal. So I don't know if we've got partisan uh, listeners or basically everybody has come out of last year hating Red Bull or both. Or loving them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have many Dutch fans. So I think apart from the Dutch, everyone else hates Red Bull and Christian Horder. And I mean, we don't know yet what happened to the cars, but something went wrong mm. and it was hilarious. Here's a German word for you. Schadenfreude. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it was, a type of cheese. It is. It's very tasty. What is that? Pretty what funny. is that word? It's a German word for which there is no direct English translation that basically takes. I mean, you take joy in the misfortune of other people. Uh, Verstappen was particularly whiny this race, I thought. Maybe mm. it's just because we haven't heard him for three months, but he was very whiny about yeah. everything. Everything's not working. I don't like it. And then his car broke. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't often like to take pleasure in the suffering of others, but I was just like, ha! Well, there's whining and there's kind of been angry. And it's like, you know, like Lewis Hamilton whines on the radio about his tyres. Oh, why put me on the wrong tyres? But oh, not my tyres. Whereas this was actually just like a, a tantrum. Mm. I mean, it, it was actually, it was an actual kind of, I want my thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's twice you've told me to drive faster. I should have, I shouldn't have slower or whatever it was. Yeah. I'm not doing it ever again. Roger that, Max. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they probably had him turned down. They're just like, yeah, yeah. whatever, Max. Yeah, his engineers go, just... Getting the nappies ready. <laughs> Get some new toys because they've gone now. Nappy right. Verstappen. That's our first nickname of the year. Na- Naps Verstappen. Max for na- nappy diaper. Diaper Verstappen. Ma- nappy Verstappen. Nappy nap Verstappen. Nappy Verstappen. So, Moving on. <laughs> meanwhile, Valtteri Bottas was kicking off his new career as an Alfa Romeo driver in style. Will Bowen says, great to see Bottas keeping to his usual script in the new team. Great quality and then plummeting down the order when he actually has to race other cars. It's the Valtteri Bottas way, isn't it? It was a good yeah. qualifying. Outqualified uh, one of the Mercedes, his Very replacement good. at Mercedes, yeah. which must have been pretty sweet. And then the race started <laughs> and he went straight down the order. Bless him. Yeah. So, did he get points in the end? I can't remember. Don't know. Yes, no. The downside of recording so soon after the race is that I haven't yet he memorized did get everything points. that he happened. Came sick. He came oh, sixth. Oh, actually, that's pretty end. good. Although that was after both the Red Bulls went out, but I mean, they'll probably be pretty happy with that. We'll, we'll get on to Alpha in a bit, but mm-hmm. you know, it's all, it's all right. But it wasn't. It, well, where would he have come if he hadn't plunged down to like fourteenth or something at the first on the first lap? Probably still there. He'd probably be sixth, to be honest. Yeah. At best, yeah, <laughs> I think I think under the circumstances he'll probably be fairly happy. Yeah, Valtteri mm. Bottas. Matt Gamblin sums up the race thusly: "Shit start, okay, middle, epic ending, more safety cars, more unreliability." What do you think? Yeah, I would say that. Um, was the middle okay? I thought it started all right and then got a bit dull, and then there were a couple of little bits with. Leclerc and Verstappen where it was quite exciting but it was just the same. I, was, I was like is it, are they just repeating the laps this is the same thing three laps in a row and then it was a bit dull again and then it all kicked off and was quite fun I would argue with that and say it was total shite wow there was one one bit that the bit, overtakes yeah that bit when he came when Verstappen and Leclerc having yeah. a bit of nagy-bargy. but I'm not sure whether that deserves okay middle yeah the, the, the pit stops were kind of exciting I suppose Interesting. And there were lots of them. I mean, you're yawning as I'm yeah, talking yeah, about Yeah, I was going to say. So, yeah, actually, it was really interesting. He says yawning. And then obviously the Red Bulls conking out was great. That was, yeah, very exciting. Yeah. But let's face it, that, that we could have just 
gone, gone for a walk. Yeah, we did. A, we did have a safety car. Oh, we uh, Gasly caught fire. That was quite. Oh, you know. that was fun. Yeah, but uh, even cheap. that, like you know, the last time we had a fire at Bahrain, it was a lot more exciting than that. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even burn his hand. <laughs> exactly. Didn't leap through a fireball, even though they no. shot it from behind to try and make sure make it look like he was. Um, it, it wasn't a. I don't think it was a classic. Se- it was a classic season opener in some ways because of how it ended, but the actual race itself was. Meh. Yeah. Colin Wilkes says, "Hot take: Joe Guanu for Rookie of the Year." He did well. I'm not sure tenth is quite like if it had won, maybe. Mm. But um, remember, Sonoda was, and also he uh, Bottas yeah. higher than that Bottas last year. Him as well. yeah. I, think he, no, I think he got tenth last year, didn't he? So Sonoda on his first race got tenth. Yeah. Mm. No, also, this one. Well, if Bottas was six, he was four places behind his teammate, which is. Yeah, but teammate is Bottas. He was second yeah. best driver in the world last year. I mean, he was second best in the team. Second best in the best team, which was the second best team. Fourth best in the world last year. <laughs> Came sixth. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, he looks all right. He doesn't look awful. So in other news, Sebastian Vettel has suffered a big blow to his 2022 championship. Hopes by having a shit car, but also by getting COVID and missing out on the first race. He was replaced by super sub Nico Hulkenberg, who promptly outqualified teammate Lance Stroll. More in his race performance later, but good to see him back. Yeah, not really. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was, oh, okay. I was happy to see him back. You know, he's clearly he sits there in his probably quite nice house, surrounded by uh, one version of every single race suit on the 2022 grid, just waiting for the phone to ring. It's just a big red phone in front of him. Phone rings. He picks it up. No, doesn't not- say anything. Puts it back down, do, picks out a suit, jumps on a jet. Do you I think he expected to get that call? I don't, yeah. I don't think there is one phone. I think he's got a different colour phone for each team. You reckon? Oh. What's sprayed in the team colours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so. a, like a switchboard. So the, like, gr- oh. the green phone with <laughs> the, the yellow bits with- on it rang. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> or would it be pink? Oh, no, hang on. No. No, it's confusing. Who's the pink? Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. What's the point of being, I mean, yes, he'll have got some money for this weekend. You know, he'll have done, you know, it's like doing a paid shift at a pub or something. Just, <laughs> the boss has called up and said, everyone's got COVID, can you work tonight? But at the same time, coming in to do a race, finishing around the bottom, around the back, what's the point? Go and well, enjoy yourself. Write a book. I, th- well, I, th- I, th- I think this is just the first time I see him. I reckon he's going to do most of the races this year. Because with the, we've had one someone. race, two drivers have had COVID already. There's going to be more. Point. Yeah, He's going to be sitting there. He's going to be doing most races. He's just going to be doing it for sort of most of the teams. There is a good bit in Drive to Survive where Lewis Hamilton is clearly very COVID paranoid because he's like going to see a crowd event at Silverstone. And he's like, they're all too close. They're all too good. And he's like, like a kind of pop star that's gone super paranoid. He's like, I can't catch COVID again. And it's just... It's quite sad. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, you it. say that, but our producer hasn't been able to come because he's got COVID. Matt's so. got COVID today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> a COVID <laughs> denier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe COVID. Oh, God, when are people going to realise that it's just not real? The fact yeah. that it's, it's been Fettel and Ricardo who've had COVID so far, and let's let's be absolutely honest, they're probably not in the title fight this year. So if, do you if, think, if you're like if you're one they, of the big, let's say four, for the sake of argument, let's say six, for the sake of argument, if you get COVID. You're screwed, basically. You're Are you saying that COVID attacks the weak <laughs> yeah. drivers? Yes, that's exactly what I'm Interesting. saying. Interesting. Yeah, Latifi is in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so remember all the drama. Oh, 
So remember all the drama in Abu Dhabi last year? Well, the official FIA report into the shenanigans is out a mere three months after the event and a massive shock it tells us basically nothing. Why did Michael Massey make up some rules? No idea. There was some, quote, human error. By whom? No idea. But the matter is officially done. The end. Don't ask any questions. I will not. I will simply comment and say it was bollocks, but we expected it to be bollocks because the FIA were judging themselves and they were never going to say, we were terrible. They just said, oh, some things happened. Never mind. But human error, to me, sounds like someone's like pressed the wrong button. Like human error is when you, you slip and you go, oh, sorry, I rang the wrong person. Oh, butt, di- uh, butt dial is human error. <laughs> human I'm sorry, error. I butt dialed five people's also, yeah. overtake. Is, if it's not human error then it's going to be like freak of nature isn't it so yeah if, so if it's, it's a of, human it's an act of god if it's, a, if, if it's not if it's human error then it's somebody's fault unless the human error is no. charlie whiting dying and that's that they're blaming it on charlie whiting for dying <laughs> it's pretty yeah it's pretty harsh of them i think but uh yeah so you know it was human error but they didn't mention who the human was or what the error was <laughs> um and you know that's that's well, there's nothing else they can do they total transparency <laughs> That's what I like about them. Yes. Well, and that we can see through their excuses. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For f one Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For f one Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we are right, then why not buy us a beer? That's what this person did since our preseason episode and their name is... Isabel Arenavar, who says, like Terry, I'm also hoping to increase my intake (laughs) for outtake or input does that mean she wants more sex oh i mean i wasn't expecting that um sorry for outtake or output in 2022 but for now i guess i'll settle for f1 coming back cheers to a new season and congratulations to chica thanks isabel and i wish you best of luck with your <laughs> Staggered Fantastic. to believe that our listeners would use language like that. It's, it's unbelievable. Disgusting. You know, this yeah. is a family podcast. To be fair, she did star out the you in. She might be saying Brian Kent. Brian Kent. <laughs> I mean, I've got bad news for you, Isabel. If you're looking to get Brian Kent around, especially in you. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get Brian Kent in there. Uh, but thank you for the for the for the beers. I mean, obviously nothing with Chica. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. I'll, uh, I'm drinking non-alcoholic gin. What? Which is is that just expensive. water? No. You can try it if you want. Anyway. Yeah. And thank you to our monthly donors keeping us in beer and non-alcoholic beer all year long. And this week we are celebrating Bernard Wah. Yeah. Wah. Paul Hinton. Hinton. Hey. Liam O'Neill. O'Neill. Jason R. Bradley. Bradley. And if you want us to fly Terry over every week, tell us by going to ff1s.com forward slash Pint, pint, pint. Right, I'm off for my mid-podcast wee. Cool. Uh, Shall I come with you? Please, I don't like the dark. (laughs) Terry, can I I tell you something? Yeah, what's that, Phil? I love the spring. Oh, so do I, mate. It's beautiful, isn't it? Can Can I ask you something else? Of course, Phil. There's no question too big or small for my podcasting buddy. So I don't know why I, don't know why I said small. Sorry. No offence. <laughs> Have you ever indulged in some uh, manscaping? It's quite a personal question, Phil. But I have actually. I was I had a hot date the other week. And I thought, you know, don't want to be stinky down there. So I 
decided to use my beard trimmer to shave my balls. And the problem is, the beard trimmer cut me a few times. You know, I had to have little bits of tissue on my balls for the day, which was not a good first impression, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> so I realised, and also, you know, I, I then have realised there was a bit of long hair from my beard, so I thought I'd trim my moustache a bit. And she found it disgusting that I would trim my downstairs and my upstairs with the same trimmer. It is, it is pretty gross. Uh, but luckily, our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Oh, well, I don't know if I follow the logic, but please continue. Well, trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers this upcoming spring. It's time to clear out that winter bush and join the other four million men who trust Manscaped. Can I just confirm, are we talking about ball trimmers here? I absolutely am talking about that, Terry, because Manscaped is the proud sponsor of this edition of For F1's Sake. They are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. Hang on a minute, is this an advert? I'm glad you asked, because the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that's waterproof so you can use it in the shower and equipped with an LED light so you never get lost in the weeds. I mean, this wee is lasting longer than is healthy. But you, not only you, that. Are you a man over 40? You need to get your prostate checked. Not only that, the Performance Package 4.0 also comes with the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. Hey, when do you say hold my goodies? Do you mean my balls? <laughs> All right, sign me up. I already have, Terry, and we expect a full report next episode. In the meantime, listeners, you too can join Terry on his quest to smell and feel good this spring. For everyone's sake, listeners can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code... Terry. Balls, balls, balls. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code... Balls, balls, balls. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Can I go now? Yes. Okay, I think your prostate's fine. Right, never mind the bollocks, let's talk about the teams. No song this week though, so deal with it. Ferrari! Well, we all said they might win, but I don't know about you, I sighed and thought, nah. Then they actually went and did. How happy and friendly was that podium? It really was, wasn't it? So nice. Like, everyone seemed happy for each other. There was no toxic Red Bull influence where they were all having a tantrum. Charlie Clerk looked really happy. Sainz was, like, bewildered. Lewis was obviously <laughs> super happy to be there so he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And none of those Red Bull bastards to get the mood down. I, was, I loved yeah. it. It was a nice change, but let's remember that this is the first race of the season. Um, nobody was sort of expecting it, as you were saying. And I think if this is repeated, you know, give it 10 races and they'll they'll all be at each other's throats. They'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go, I will kill you. That's I what they'll be they saying will. to each other. Because like, Hamilton was like, I'm really happy to see Ferrari back on the podium. Yeah, he says that now. But if he ends up if he ends up in a in a title battle for them, and they force each other off the road several times during races, that's a lot of what ifs. You're you're saying that if Max Verstappen gets signed for Ferrari mid season, we're <laughs> saying only Max Verstappen forces people off the road. Yes, mm. that's my standpoint. Wow. Okay. There's a t-shirt. Oh, let's not bother with <laughs> the t-shirts this year. <laughs> <laughs> It, it took well, a whole really season. season. It took a whole season to get a new set of t-shirts. So to ask for a new set at the beginning of this season. Yeah, nah. and you can get a brand new Antonio Giovinazzi t-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to see if anyone bought one of the STI. Ones. Nobody bought any of them. Oh, I liked that one. Anything else to say about Ferrari? Oh, they did very well. They um, 
with the Yorkshire pudding car, I think it mm-hmm. was uh, it was a good result. They, they, I mean, they look they did look quick all weekend. I have to say, I did think that Red Bull might be quicker, but yeah. um, and it was. Ve- I mean, until the Red Bulls blew up, very close. Wasn't it, it was very close, mm-hmm. particularly between Leclerc and Verstappen. And uh, actually, that's pretty remarkable. I think I said it while we were watching the race that considering the rule changes considering how different those two cars look the fact that they're so tightly matched yeah um in an in, a, in an era of new rules is is remarkable and great you know long may it continue if if red bull can get their uh reliability issues under control we might have a load more battles like that which would be quite nice and it did sort of seem like closer racing is a bit possible maybe oh, yeah there were some good exciting overtakes obviously there was. The, I mean, the most two of the ones most in, exciting ones of the race. There were. I mean, the one the most exciting ones in this race were sort of DR, DRS related, mm. but it did look like you could they could you know go through the faster corners without just understeering off behind somebody. So yeah, it's good news. Um, and I think yeah, Leclerc looked really good. Sainz looked pleased to be on the podium, but looked a bit annoyed that he was quite a lot slower than. And he was Leclerc. slightly embarrassing, though, wasn't it? It wasn't just like, oh, it was, he's it was did a close race. It was like a oh, notable oh, chunk, and he yeah. wasn't quite sure why, which is he never is, a good sign. He is a notable chunk. That's how I describe <laughs> Carlos Sainz. <laughs> another t- notable yeah. chunk. So many t-shirt ideas, Terry. Come on, while you're over here, let's have a notable <laughs> chunk t-shirt with a picture of Carlos Sainz on it. <laughs> all I'm saying, I just looked at our set. We've, we've sold quite a lot in the last few months, but mainly all Gunter Steiner is my spirit animal t-shirt. So every time... What, from the, season one of we, Drive to Survive? But every time the Drive to Survive comes on, we sell a bunch of those t- I think we should just go all in with Gunter Steiner merch. Is he back there? I haven't actually... Is he in it this He's month? He's in it a lot in the, this, this series, but I think we should just maybe rename the podcast to the Gunter Steiner era. <laughs> and we only talk about Gunter Steiner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not even Hass. Well, we could Gunther. still coat co- the whole race. We'll just th- talk about what Gunter Steiner would probably think about all these things. So what do you think he made of Ferrari? He fucking loved it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They're not a bunch of wankers. Have we sold any STI ones? Nope. None? <laughs> None. Uh, right. So if you want an STI t-shirt, and if you don't know what the STI <laughs> reference is... Don't worry about it. Just buy the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long story. Mercedes. I mean, they didn't really deserve a podium, let's be honest. But I, I am really happy they did. Uh, they had hard tyre mistakes, let's face it. And the car is not brilliant. But sod it. Do you think this will happen again? Yeah, probably. Because yeah? Mercedes are not the kind of team to just go, well, something's wrong. We don't know what it is. We're just we're, we're happy with our lot. We're happy just to be here. Mm-hmm. They will be working night and day to try and figure out what the... F- what's wrong with their car okay. well it seems um, what's wrong with it is the porpoising thing they've got porpoising really badly compared hmm. to the other teams which means that the downforce is good the engine's good everything's good except the they porpoising. can't hold on to the downforce yeah so if they can it implies that if and it's a big if they can fix the porpoising then actually the cars might be great hmm. so I my mean, hope is that Ferrari win a few races then inevitably fuck it all up. And then when they fuck it up, Mercedes come in, which leaves Red Bull being kind of third all season. Mm. That's my prediction. Until they're overtaken by Alpha Tauri. Oh, that would be and great. And then there's all sorts of internal wrangling. On fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mercedes were were not good enough this week. I mean, yeah, they, they had enough in the car that even though they were having massive problems, it was just about quick enough to be sort of fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. Um which after the start and Russell got over his crap qualifying and sort of made his way up to behind Hamilton, that seemed where they were. And they were there when, you know, Red Bull fucked it up to to pounce and, and take full advantage of it, which I guess is the most they could expect at the moment. 
Um, if they can get on top of things quickly, great, and they're up there with a the fight. If they're not, then they'll just want to keep doing that and just be like, right, if we can just damage limitate, or limit if you like, damage limit enough to uh, to be there if somebody drops the ball, then happy days. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty pleased. Um, Hamilton, I think, got probably the most out of the car. Russell had a shitty qualifying, but came back. Mr. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's gone, isn't it? Yeah, that was contractually obliged. Mr. Shatterday. Oh, well, actually, one. Albon did all right in qualifying, so maybe it's just that Williams car has good Saturday qualifying. Maybe. Because Albon did all right. I don't know what's going on with the Mercedes pit stops, though, with the hard tyres and then the not hard tyres. Well, like there was a lot of pit stops they in did this like 800, race. 800, didn't they? The tri- yeah. Well, it was 57 laps, 58 pit stops among the teams, apparently. All for George Russell. <laughs> all for George <laughs> Russell. Um, but it wasn't it, it was at Bahrain where he had a he lost the race because of a shitty pit stop. A couple, was it last year or whatever it was? No, the year, year before, before, but that was the Sakir track, if you remember. Oh, yes, my mistake. Completely the, different race. But it was because it was a loop-de-loop one, wasn't it? Loop-de-loopy. It was one that was like, an, they called it an oval. Because it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, loop de loops already had. <laughs> oh, loop de loop is that would be amazing. Over the other way, I'd love to see a Formula One race do a loop de loop. Well, they keep saying that a Formula One car could, in theory, drive on the roof of a tunnel. Let's test it out in a race. Yeah, yeah. I see no issues with it. I'd like to see Max Verstappen yeah. have a little moan when he's like, oh, "I can't get out of the tunnel." But going back to George Russell, um, he was pretty decent in the race. Not quite as fast as Hamilton, which is where I expected him to be. I don't know about you guys. Is that where we expect Russell to be? I always thought of... he was going to come out of the blocks and beat Hamilton. I, I, oh, I didn't it. think he'd beat Hamilton, but I th- yeah. I think he'll be just behind him going, yeah, he's like a hype man. Yeah. He's like Bottas Plus. He's Bottas 5.0. Okay. Yeah, Do you think right. so? No, I think, I think he's going to be more of a shit. Bottas would do the whole, at the start of every year, I'm going to try for the championship this year, but you knew his art wasn't in it. <laughs> Whereas Russell, I think, will believe he's going to beat Lewis up until when he doesn't. Like today. <laughs> wow. Because so has he got a multi-year contract, Russell? Is he going to be there for a while? I think so. Because if so, do you reckon that's going to... It's like the beginning of every season when he just inevitably gets beaten again. Is he yeah. going to sort of... I can definitely do it. Oh, maybe I'll do it. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Alfa Romeo. Oh. Red Bull! So I'm just going to summarise that interview with Christian Horner that we watched at the end Please of do. the race. We think there was something wrong with the car. It is a great car, though. Max is not angry, just disappointed. Would Verstappen have got P2 if it wasn't for the problem that Horner is not concerned by? Well, the trouble is, I, I, you know, I don't trust anything Horner says. So um, I think the, the, there wasn't anything wrong with the car, but it's not a great car. Uh, the Max is disappointed, <laughs> or he's not disappointed, but he is angry unless he's not. It depends. You know, was that was that an official comment from Horner or he, he never said anything. He he doesn't talk to the, the cameras, Teddy. He does, he doesn't like he doesn't like the sound of his own voice. Oh yeah. no, he does. does. He does he have a voice? Only go power unofficially, <laughs> <laughs> unless he's on a horse. Uh, oh. Then the horse can talk. Whatever the horse says is official Red Bull comment. <laughs> and, but what when I say horse, I mean <laughs> Jerry. <Hall. laughs> I thought I was going to try to try something clever and funny to say at the end there, but I just... So you just spice called Jim yeah. to spice a horse. I just hate her. <laughs> uh, anyway, I say they had a bit of a mare. They were fighting for the win up until the point when both the cars broke and they got no points. Well, apparently, as a bit of internet research, <clears throat> so what happened with Verstappen's car, not the engine failure, whatever that was, that's different, but the the thing that made his steering go... His steering couldn't... He couldn't steer, could he? Yeah, because when they dropped the car after the pit stop, it bent one of the sticks that comes from the wheel to the track rod 
yeah, yeah, one of those things, bent enough to not be able to steer. And I'm like, that who, seems like a part. Who did that? Yeah, that's, what were they doing? Yes. Like, like, Dave? Someone's just, someone's <laughs> just standing on it, and it's just like that. In all the years of watching F1, I've never heard of... of Dropping a car from a jack, breaking the car. If anything, that implies that they're making the car out of old Red Bull tins or something. Well, I wonder if it's sort of, mm. you know, you're, I say you remember it was before our time, but the old Lotus that was incredibly fast but incredibly fragile. I wonder if, you know. The one that killed Jim uh, Clark. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I wonder if um, Adrian Newey is also trying to kill Jim Clark or has been reading Colin Chapman's books or something like that. I don't or just know. he just really hates Verstappen. Could be. Maybe he'd want oh, to Oh, I bet Verstappen's been walking around the factory going, I'm the best. I want it because of me. Everything's been, you, Whereas Lewis Hamilton always goes, I want to thank the factory. Verstappen's like, you fuckers. If it wasn't for you. You'd be nothing without yeah, me. Uh, you, yeah, I, I am the best. And you are here to serve me. So that, right. Make his fucking car out of dynamite for all I can. <laughs> I mean, that would be a rule change I would pay to see. One of the cars, each race, is made of dynamite. And whenever they uh, go too fast, it blows up. I don't know. Perez was there as well. And he also broke down. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Every, oh, yes. Everybody did. I think even Red Bull did. Well, yeah. as we discovered this week, he looks like a dad. Oh, yes. Yeah, you said that. Terry said yeah. he looks like a dad. And then suddenly it all made sense. Perez looks like somebody's dad. On that whole kind of swishy-wishy with all the lights behind where it's all the drivers trying to look sexy. Dun, dun, dun. Ba, da, da, they da, all da, look da, a da. bit sexy apart from, well, apart from the two Red Bull drivers because Max Verstappen can't look sexy because he's like a... Teenager. Teenager that's... Got a mug for a head. I can't say anything I just thought of saying is too rude. You know, it's just, <laughs> just an ugly... Oh, not even his mother. He's got not. inner beauty, Terry. He does not have inner beauty. His, his inner is as ugly as his outer. That's the problem with Max Verstappen. Anyway, everyone looks kind of sexy, apart from Max Verstappen. And Perez looks like he's come to pick up his kids. So, are you finished your filming? Because I'm here to pick up uh, Max and... Uh, who else would his kid be? Lance? No. Carlos Nicholas. Sainz Jr. Oh, Sainz well, you said, you said they all look junior. sexy now, so you have to be careful. All the other sexy kids. Look, most <laughs> look, I would say most drivers have got some kind of sex appeal. Who's the Lance sexiest? Stroll. Sexiest driver. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Obviously, Pascal Verlein's gone. Yeah, no, you can't, we've got to, we've got to re- revisit this now. Who is it that had the really sexy picture that we were? A it's bit... Charlie Clerk, isn't it? It's Tim. Or oh, that Chris better picture of Christian Horner sitting naked on a race car. No, it's Charlie Clerk. Charlie Clerk is he's the only monogas driver I would. <laughs> the only allow. current monogasque. The only current monogas driver that I would let see my freshly shaven balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Haas then. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's wrong. Why, why are we doing Haas with this up? This idea. This up. This this, this is idea. Wrong. Well, I'll tell you why. Why? Why? Because I'd forgotten about Magnussen. I didn't need to know about him anymore. All my focus for the past 12 months has been on how much I hate Mazepin. And then suddenly he came back and wow, has got more points on in one race than they did all last season. Has the car improved massively or are Mazepin and Schumacher just appalling? Well... Well, 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 well. Bit of well. column A, bit of column B. <laughs> yes. Let's. Uh, there's, well, there's, uh, there's the Haas story has taken another twist, hasn't it? That is, there is a very twisty story to mm-hmm. Haas. They come into F1 and they're actually pretty good when they first come That's in. That's true. And then they go shit and they get one of the worst sponsors in F1 history <laughs> with a cartoon idiot for a boss. 
uh, and then they ditch them, and then they get one that's possibly worse, less hilarious, and a bit more evil in Urukali and uh, Bobby Mousepin, or whatever his name was, the senior one. And with him came maybe the biggest scumbag driver in quite a long time. And shit with it. And I mean- also a shit. I mean, like the archetypal shit pay driver. Then he gets the boot because Russia invaded Ukraine. So, sort of, I mean, not yay, but, you know, silver linings to a horrible cloud. <laughs> very but, careful here. No, I mean, it's, it's it's the slimmest of silver linings in a fucking terrible cloud. But Mazpin's gone. Magnuson comes back and you're like, fuck, well, Haas have got no money. They've got the guy that they made redundant two years ago. That's it now. And the car's going to be shit because, of course, it's shit because it's Haas. And then... Magnuson comes in the car. He's much better than Schumacher. The car's really good. He qualifies... Why did he qualify? Seventh, was he qualifying? Finishes fifth. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. And comprehensively spanked Schumacher. And bearing in mind that Schumacher last year was comprehensively spanking Mazepin. How shit was Mazepin? But then the problem with this is I reckon Mazepin would have been watching the the race today going I'd have been fifth <laughs> if it was me I'd have been fifth in that I'd car fourth. I'd have been fourth I'd have yeah. won it daddy would have bought Ferrari mid-race <laughs> daddy would have bought an extra step on the podium for me <laughs> I think as a tribute to a F1 career that was cut short Mazepin's name should be at the bottom of the standings every year <laughs> every from now year. on. <laughs> well, the way they put Senna's name on the Williams every year yeah you know like you know, until this year actually which I don't think we've talked about oh but. okay but you remember checkbooks Vaguely, yeah. And they would have the first two numbers of the year printed on. Right, yes. So it'd be like, you'd write the date like 15th of March, and it would say 20, yeah. just type in 23. That's what the stand, on the little thing on the side of the screen, where they have all the, the standing and the, the race results, Mazepin should always be at the bottom. Just, just, <laughs> just like that, just Aww. printed on, just actually etched onto the screen. <laughs> Just at the bottom. So no matter what happens in the race, he's always, always at the last. It's yeah. oh, a lovely idea. Um, but yeah, well done to them. I think I think they're probably a team rejuvenated because it sounds like they weren't terribly sad to get. And rid if of you want to support us, you can go to ff1s forward slash dot com shop 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 where you can buy Gunter Steiner is our spirit animal t shirt. Yes, and none of the money, hundred percent of the money <laughs> doesn't goes to go. Us. <laughs> yeah, none of, none it will of the go money to goes to hat. Hundred percent of the money doesn't go to hat. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it all goes to us. I think a lot we of it goes to... We are getting to be honest. Yeah. Like, if you want to really yeah. make it worth our while, you've got to buy like a thousand pound worth of t-shirts and we'll get a couple <laughs> of pints. Yeah. That's capitalism, folks. Yeah. Um... McLaren. McLaren's one two now feels like a million years ago as the new McLaren is more like a 1920. Lando looks sad and should Ricardo have faked his tests for a few more days? Or faked his death. Well, I think... Both, Too far. Both, both McLaren drivers should be buying up all of the positive COVID tests they can find. <laughs> and every race just go, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, again. Yeah. yeah, get Nico Hulkenberg in to go I was going to say, in both cars. <laughs> Pits for one, jumps in the other, it's like Formula E. You know when you see someone who's stolen a bike and they're riding along with two bikes? Yes. You know that? Like that, Nico Hulkenberg can just be like, just have one one hand out the wheel. <laughs> Why, yes, we have lived in cities. <laughs> just, for anyone who hasn't and wonders what we're talking about, that's what happens when people nick bikes. Um, yeah, it's not great for McLaren, is it? The car looks great, as I said last week, and they've got little rainbow wheel covers, which that's are That's nice. the best really bit of good. all of Formula One, yeah. Yeah. is those wheel covers. <coughs> that's utter genius. Yeah, they look great, but unfortunately the car's a big pile of shite. If there were points for best wheel covers... McLaren would be top of the championship, right? Yes, now. but mm-hmm. there aren't, and they're bottom. <laughs> there aren't, and there isn't. And there won't be. <laughs> uh, um, 
It's a real, I don't I don't know enough. It's too soon after the race for me to have seen too many interviews to know what's wrong with the car. But it's not good, and the drivers aren't happy, and they seem very upset. Well, this is the thing. Well, like, Norris does. Ricardo's just like, yeah, I'm used to this now. But like mistake, like you see Hamilton or Russell getting interviewed, and they seem, you know, cautiously optimistic. They kind of go, "We'll sort the problem, and it'll be fine." And yeah, the McLaren drivers are like, "I." We're fucked. Yeah, this is not. This isn't. This, it doesn't look like the kind of thing that they're going to be able to sort out by the next race, is it? No. This is seems something fairly fundamental. This is Jensen and Alonso territory. This is this is them completely jettisoning all jettisoning all the progress they've made in the last few years because it wasn't that. Was it what maybe five years since they were utterly shit? And now they're utterly shit. And now they're utterly shit again, uh, which is a shame because the car looks nice. I think the only thing that's going to make it worse is Alonso's going to do a surprise decision to return to McLaren. <laughs> no! Uh, yeah, the time the time is perfect now for him to uh, <laughs> to come back. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Aston Martin! I bet Vettel was grateful for those two sweet lines of positive test result by the end of the race. On the plus side, they weren't as bad as McLaren. <sighs> they weren't a million miles away, though, were mm-hmm. they? they uh, that's another team that is not good, let alone the fact that Vettel was... Uh, not there. <laughs> Probably pretty glad he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Hulkenberg came in, and to be honest, seemed. I mean, he was. He's once again in the position where it's like nobody expects anything of him. So yeah. anything he does is is good. And he qualified stroll pretty comprehensively, yeah. which is good. Um, where did he finish in the end? Seventeenth. Seventeenth. So he finished quite a long way behind stroll, and I'm not at this point sure why. Do we know why? I think he just got bored. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just forgot how to do it halfway through. He had to go to like the village fate in the afternoon. Like, <laughs> he was taking phone calls from other teams wondering yeah. if he was available for the next race. Um, yeah, the car doesn't look very good again, does it? No. This is the the, 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 the Silverstone team, let's call them, Force India Racing Point. We've said numerous times in the last... Well, since Lawrence Stroll put a load of money into them, it's like, oh, they're going to be as good with, with loads of money because they were really good with no money. And now they've yeah. got loads of money, they don't know what to do with it, and they're getting worse. What do you think they're spending it on? They're just buying fancy watches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the mechanics have got like tag here, here. Oh, they'd be more expensive yeah. than that. They'd be like wearing Patek Philippe's or. I've never heard of that. So. Oh, they're much. Tag Heuser. Nah, they're not that great. Um, like Casio, but better. I just. Casio, I, I, like I don't Casio. like watches. <laughs> okay. Are you wearing a watch? No. What's that on your wrist? A, a bangle. Bracelet. Okay. It's a bangle. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with a bangle anyway? <laughs> Nothing. It, gives, it looks good with your tattoos. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a Fitbit, but um, okay. Anyway, it's um, just a bracelet. Okay, no, it's nice. I bought it in Berlin. That's very nice. No, it's good. It's nice. It's German, angular, strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's my angular Merkel. <laughs> Alpha Tauri. Gasly was on fire, literally. <laughs> We've chatted in depth about Sonoda's bowel movements in the last episode, but what do you think about his race movements this season? Do you think he'll be better than last season? Well, it was at this race last year where he surprised everyone by getting 10th, I think. Yes. And this time he's got 8th, which means maybe he's on the up. Four years' time. <laughs> but will he actually just do the same as last year and just be shit for now until the last race of the season? So do you think he starts the season with a, with a surge? And then just gone. And then surge to splurge. Uh, yeah. I no. hope, after liking him in Drive to Survive, that he'll do well. I doubt he will. Well, now he's got your backing. You liked him because he talked about his poo. And he swears a lot. Okay. I mean, what else is the... The two things you look for. What is more (laughs) British than a Japanese driver talking about poo and swearing? (laughs) It makes you proud. Yeah. Brings a tear to my eye. 
uh, how were they? How was Gasly doing before he went? Because Gasly was ahead, wasn't he? Where was he? Where was he running before he caught fire? Yeah, Phil, that's a that's a question that needs a definitive answer, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon he was eighth. Sure. <laughs> don't make it. Don't make <laughs> it. Seventh, sixth, fifth. The other podcasts will know <laughs> this information. Do you want to know that? Do, 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 I mean, you don't. We you don't listen to us to know where drivers came, unless we mean the other type <laughs> yeah. of coming. Which I say all over. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ross Braun's penis. <laughs> I thought you were going to just tail off then, and you just. You kept it going. I thought tailing off is what I normally do, Ross. Um, what do you reckon Ross Broad's penis is like? I think he's... Groomed. I, do you think it's sculpted? Or I think... I think he uses the discount code. I think he's a, I think he's a bit flaky. I think it's aerodynamically superb. I, I reckon... I reckon it's big... Just ginormous helmet. <laughs> Alonso <laughs> 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 and Ocon have points and they both look good in pink. If you were choosing your livery, what colour would you go for? I like pink at the minute. Yeah, got pink hair. It's nice. Your your head yeah. livery is yes. pink at the moment. I've got I've got pink hair for the first three races of the season yeah. because we've been sponsored by <laughs> BWT well not BWT we've uh, we, no German... careful because if we say we're sponsored by someone else then we might get told off by you know alright we haven't be been sponsored by we've been just... sponsored by girliness what's pink I don't know don't, girliness that's sexist alright sorry Phil? manliness no that's that's sexist, sexist too. too funny point pink used to be uh, a colour associated with uh, manliness did. and boys because it relates to the red of the British army uniform and they used to dress little boys in pink and little girls in blue fun fact but I've got pink hair because I wanted pink hair and also okay. you're a big fan of the uh, 17th century British military mm-hmm. and, no, ba- I like, and baby spice I, I like pink <laughs> and I can't singer. Lie. oh okay Let's party, party up, party up. Is that a, is that a pink song? <laughs> no idea of any pink song. Okay. <laughs> Let's party, party up, party up. God. That, that might well be a pink song, I don't know. Um, There's a t-shirt. Uh, were Alpine good? Where did they finish? <laughs> In the middle, presumably, as we can't remember. Let's party. Uh, Alonso, party was, Alonso was ninth. Ocon was seventh. Up, so we better get this party started. That's what I think. They both got points. Guess, That's all right. There we go. See? Ocon beat Alonso by a couple of places. But Ocon also got a penalty for uh, bumping uglies with... Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah. Mm. And yet he still beat Alonso by two places. I know. Even after that penalty. So what's going on there? Is Alonso shit now? Yeah. Okay. He's old. He's the oldest driver we've found out. Yeah. He is. But he's still younger than still us. Younger so... Than oh, yeah, has you. he got pink hair? Maybe. Maybe. Who's the winner now? Well, we so couldn't Fernando. see because he got his Kamala hat on. He might is have. it Fernando Alonso with his millions of euros in the account <laughs> and a Formula One career and two world championships? Or is it me with my pink hair? Yeah. <laughs> Go and on, Fernando. Bangle. I think we both know. <laughs> it's not a bangle, Phil. <laughs> it's a Merkel. <laughs> Fucking hell. This oh. is why I prefer to do it from Berlin. In Berlin, people don't judge me for how I look. In Berlin, you can just hang up. Well, they do, but you just don't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Bottas proved that no matter what car he's in, he's great at qualifying, but he's a really average racing driver. And Joe, he's got a point in his first F1 race. What did you think of his drive? 
I liked him. Yeah. Seemed all right. Yeah. Seems like a... I saw him being interviewed. I was like, yeah, he seems quite engaging. I'm a little confused which name is his first name and his surname. I don't it's, know the that's China, it's the Chinese thing. It's the family name comes first. Yeah. So Zhou is his first name. And we're still not clear if it's... Because last week we called him Zhu, which is obviously wrong. Yeah, sorry. Um, so people seem to be saying it's Zhou. I think it might be Zhou. I but think- if you're Zhou Guangyu, please get in touch <laughs> and tell us how to pronounce your name. Because this is the, there's been a history of this in Formula One, like Ayrton Senna, De Silva, they, they Ayrton, the, I, oh, I, Ayrton, and who was the other one that um, Nigel Mansell, <laughs> um, Vito Antonio Liuzzi, yeah. was, like for some reason there's been this thing over the history where Luizzi is one of them kept one of the commentators. Yeah, kept they just go, them. we're just going to change these names. Yeah. Does it make sense or English, mate? Cause, Nelson Piquet, Formula One's an English sport. Nicola Piquet, yeah, Kiki Rosberg. Kiki D. Nika Rosberg. It's Nico. Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. Um, Lewis Lebastia Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Just keep uh, Hamilton, anyway, the uh, name aside, yeah, I thought he did pretty well. Uh, I don't think we're going to be getting very excited about him. But we said in the when we found out he was coming into F1, he's like he's all right. He's just not anything brilliant because he, you know, he lost to Piastri in F2 last year. He was second, but he'd been in F2 for like three years. Piastri was in his first season. So, you know, he's good enough to come second in F2, so he's not bad. But it took him a while to get there. And if it wasn't for the fact that he had Chinese money and the kudos of, you know, them wanting two Chinese races next year, he probably wouldn't be in F1, or at least not one of the first choices. So he's fine. He's fine. And he's done all right. And he's the first Chinese man <laughs> in F1 ever. Yes, and Which, what, what, as they kept telling we watching, us throughout the race, was it Sky coverage you were watching? Yeah, and they kept they kept mentioning that. Didn't Anything they? he did, he was the first oh, Chinese the first, man to the do it. The first Chinese man to overtake in F one. Yeah, the first, Chinese. the first Chinese man to slightly shit himself at the start <laughs> of the race. Yes, first Chinese man to complete lap one, and uh, now he becomes the first Chinese man to start lap two. Every lap, Crofty, come on, Crofty's terrible. He was year. making a lot of mistakes today. Mm. That Sky was making a lot of mistakes today. And they came really out and said, oh, George Russell's first, it's the first, it's best result in it's P4. It's like, he got P2 last year in Spa. You loved correcting that, though. I did. So, to be honest, yeah. couldn't be happy about that. I was very pleased. Williams! To be honest, I can't remember what Williams did. And when I asked you, you both said something along the lines of not much. So this terrible bit of scripting is your fault. There was a bit where one of the Williams nearly hit signs. Yes. Why didn't but, you tell me that? And I could have written oh, that yes. down. Just was, he it. La- just was he lapping him? Yeah. Yeah, it was Albon, wasn't it? Albon didn't yeah. plough into the side of signs and then didn't. That was exciting bit. Yeah. Okay. That was that was exciting bits number four of the race. So Williams are shit. Um, they are, unfortunately. Mm. Um, they're not perhaps the worst, but not great. And Latifi's not It's sort of good. where they were last Albin year. Albon is better than Latifi. Albon has jumped into Russell's shoes of being the best Williams driver as we thought he would be which a bit like the Haas drivers it does mean is Latifi actually properly shit I think as in F1 terms yes he is pretty crap but he's a nice guy so we give him a bit of a break oh okay Canadian mate there are no Canadians have ever been bad apart from Jacques Villeneuve and that's strong and and that one member of Kids in the Hall that wasn't funny yeah but their F1 career didn't really go anywhere (laughs) fair all of which takes us to the standings with Terry Saunders. Oh, shit. Hang on, I better get ready. <laughs> Keep that in, please, Matt. So, the standing. Oh, this is my... F- I know I say this every year, but this is the best race of the year for the standings because there's so few of them. 
<laughs> so in first place, it's Timothy Chalamet, who's won his first race. I'm glad he's done it. He's had it over time. In second place, he's always looking a bit scared. It's Carlos Sainz. In third place, he looks so happy this year. It's Lewis Hamilton. In fourth place, he looks pensive. It's George Russell. In fifth place, he looks like an 80s porn star. It's Kevin Magnussen. In sixth place, he is an 80s porn star. It's Valtteri Bottas. And in seventh place, if he was in porn, it would look illegal. It's, it's baby-faced Esteban Ocon. <laughs> Yuki Tsunoda, who's just saying this car is fucking shit, despite it being quite good. Fernando Alonso is the oldest person to ever be in F1 ever. And, <laughs> and Zhu Ganyu, Zhou Ganyo, Zhou, Zhu, Zhao, what? Babylon Zhu. Babylon Zhou. Oh, oh. What was Babylon Zhu's singer called? Space, uh, jazz Man. Jazz Man. And in Jazz Man is 10th as the first Chinese driver to ever drive anywhere ever. <laughs> and do the music for a Levi's advert. What a shit song that was. And the constructors, in first place, bloody hell, Ferrari aren't shit. In second place, bloody hell, Mercedes are shit. In third place, Haas, bloody hell, Haas aren't last. In fourth place, bloody hell, Bottas is sort of shit still. In fifth place, bloody hell, I'm a racing point, it's Alpine. And in sixth place, bloody hell, I'm on fire. That's uh, Alpha Tauri. Haas really in third. Haas are third in the championship. amazing. <laughs> what is going on? And now for the man of the match of driving. Charlie And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. So, the new rules seem to work. The cars can follow each other, grand effect is a thing, and barge boards are gone. But you'd think there'd be a rule mandating that the first race of the season can't be shit. Yes, the two Red Bulls fell off near the end, and there was a minor post-pit stop argy-bargy, but for all the build-up and testing and Abu Dhabi controversy and drive to survive, it was a little bit boring watching the cars go around for a couple of hours. Anyone can put some canned crowd noise over some underwhelming racing action. Anyone can listen to Max Verstappen being a whiny little bitch on the radio. But let's face it, who wasn't checking Twitter, trimming their ball hair, or going for a long shit just to break up the tedium? Think of all those new Drive to Survive fans who have just given it a go, forked out on a Sky subscription, or gone to the effort to illegally stream it, only to watch this mostly turgid shit. But don't worry, I have a solution. Not every weekend has to be great. Not every race a thriller. At least one race a year is Monaco, after all. But surely the first, last, and one in the middle should have special dispensation just to do fucking something. So here are my top three suggestions for the FIA. Number one, ground effect. All of the electrical circuits in the car are suddenly not earthed, and if a car hits a barrier, it will cause a big shock in the race. Two, sponsor slicks. The title sponsor of whoever's in the lead is spilt all over the track, so it could be Sticky Red Bull, Slippery Shell, or if Aston Martin ever lead a race, they'll be Cognizant all over the track. Third, number three, release the birds. Every car has to have two magician's doves hidden in it, and if the race is dull, they get released into the following cars. <laughs> Look, if any of those three things happen during that race, it would be a better race. That's what I mean, I'm saying. Very much like the last one. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. We haven't had time to talk about the mailing list, but we will because tomorrow, as we record this, which will probably be today, as you've listened to this, or maybe even Tuesday, Yesterday. depending on when it's done, uh, there's a mailing list, is what I'm saying. Sign up to the mailing list because the day after the race, we do a newsletter and it's full of words from. Terry and me usually about the race and you should read them because they're not awful 
They're not awful. How do you how do you get on it? FF1S.com forward slash news news news. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about what well, I mentioned it in Save Everyone just now briefly, and that is I think they were using crowd noises over the race because there were there wasn't that many people in the audience, the grandstands, whatever you call it. But whenever there was a bit of action, you'd hear a cheer. Yay! Uh, can we do that in the podcast? <laughs> when you make a particularly good joke, we just have. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. My ego would love that. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're faking noises. We would never do such a thing. We'll be back next week to discuss the Saudi GP. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1 sake, and follow us on Twitter at for F1 sake. Phil, how can listeners get twenty percent off and free delivery on the performance package four point zero from Manscaped? Well, you need to go to Manscaped and put in the code balls, balls, balls. And Terry, where can people buy merch? FF1S.com forward slash balls, balls, balls. Thanks for listening. See you in a few days. I've been G. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye, bye. Good to be back in the room with all of you. Yay, let's never do it again. Yeah, you you both smell. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network. So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.